The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Brienne West about her wedding at Walt Disney World. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she chose her locations and planned her event and how everything turned out. So welcome, Brienne. Hi, Carrie. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for being on the show today. I always like to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiancé decided you wanted to be married at Walt Disney World. It's kind of funny because I am a lifelong Disney fan. And originally, um, Ian and I dated for around eight years before we ended up getting engaged. And I always joked, you know, while we were dating that we would get married on a pirate ship because that was the dream. <laughs> and we found this uh, pirate ship down in San Diego where, you know, they did like this Wednesday special at dusk where you could go out with, you know, nine guests and they'd marry you right there for a really low cost of $500. So I joked with all my close friends, you know, from high school that, hey guys, I'll invite you all, but you'll have to duke it out on who's going to actually get to get on board. So that was kind of the running joke. But then before we ended up getting engaged that December of 2017, we were in Disney World um, and had taken my mom and stepdad on vacation and Ian's first time. And we just had a blast. And it was so fun. You decided, hey, we should get married here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, ultimately, after we did get engaged that following May, I realized, you know, I should look into Disney as a possibility because you don't know unless you check. And that was when I found the official Diz Bride group and I found your planning book and I just went from there. That's great. So it sounds like your family was on board. How did your friends and his family react when they found out where the wedding was going to be? My friends were not surprised and they were pretty excited about it. Everybody was very supportive. My grandparents were not able to come. But that was okay because we ended up having a impromptu wedding. So what, what ended up happening, just as like a back story, and I don't want to like bum people out, but my mom uh, was diagnosed with breast cancer hmm. um, and she'd had her surgery that like the month before we got engaged hmm. and she was still, you know, not doing well, not out of the woods. And so we ended up doing well. we went back to Minnesota where my mom lives for our engagement party. And decided we would have her officiate, and we got married and surprised the family 
just said, hey, come over on a Saturday morning before the engagement party. And we got married in their living room overlooking the lake. And Ah. so, yeah, so it was it was pretty cool. Okay, great. So then how many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? We invited about 40 guests and 26 ended up making it. Were all of your guests located on the West Coast like you are or are they scattered across the country? A good majority of them were scattered about. We had a couple that were coming from California, some from Colorado, Missouri, and then a majority were coming from Minnesota, which made it interesting because there was a huge snowstorm on the Wednesday and Thursday before our Friday ceremony. And a couple of them made it, you know, just in time. Wow. I'm glad they made it. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Now, how did you choose your ceremony, pre-reception, and reception venues? So originally, Ian and I had booked an escape wedding the June before. And we had talked with Stacy, the coordinator, and she was so helpful. And we knew we wanted to get married in the park. And the only option available was Canada Terrace, which we were okay with because we love the waterfall and kind of the romantic, whimsical, you know, look of walking through the village when you head to the waterfall area. So we we really liked that as a ceremony venue. And then we love the boardwalk. That's our favorite place to go. There's just such a relaxed and fun feeling there. So when we saw the attic in your book, we thought it was a perfect location for an intimate ceremony. For the pre-reception, I had asked Stacy, the coordinator, if there was an option for somewhere else and to have our pre-reception. I told her I'd, I'd had drinks at Abracadabra before, and she's like, well, you know what? We're just opening that up as a possibility. How about we book it there? And so I jumped on that opportunity. That's great. And did you have a food and beverage minimum you had to meet for Abracadabra? Yes. It was $1,000 at the time. Oh, that's not terrible. And then did I, I think maybe we talked before your wedding, did you end up getting a strolling magician or any kind of entertainment for that? Yes. So the magician split his time between the pre-reception and came back for a set at the reception, which was so fun. I mean, I'm kind of a sucker for entertainment and I love magic. (laughs) I just think it it always blows my mind. Um, So he he did a really good job and he's one of the um, resident magicians at the boardwalk. Oh, that's great. So did you guys have a theme for your wedding and reception? So it kind of started off as French vintage, kind of whimsical theming. And so for my bridesmaids, I found, you know, kind of these cute tulle and lace top uh, two-piece sets. And then I went with some lace parasols for kind of the props. Um, I didn't do flowers for the ladies and kind of tried to keep, you know, those blush tones uh, for a nice spring wedding during, you know, the Flower and Garden Festival in Epcot. Got it. Okay. So it wasn't really like a magic-themed event overall, but because of Abracadabra, you were able to incorporate that. Exactly. And ultimately, Ian and I decided we didn't want to have a DJ. Uh, That was just, it didn't go with kind of the afternoon idea of, you know, wanting to mingle and have that outdoor space that the attic offers. So we just thought it would make more sense to have something that's a little bit more intimate for entertainment. That's interesting. So you just had the magician. Did you play music through a speaker or anything? We didn't. Uh, That was a mistake on my end. I forgot (laughs) to hand over the speaker because, you know, in the attic, you have to bring your own or or you have to pay Disney to bring. um, I think, you know, it was like some 
ridiculous amount, like $900 for them to bring in a speaker for you. And so we just thought, no, we won't do that. And then I forgot the speaker and it it didn't matter. (laughs) We didn't notice. I think, don't they have background music that they can play, like the resort area loop or whatever? They might have. I really don't remember. <laughs> there was, we were such an intimate group of people. I mean, a uh, majority of the guest lists were some of my best friends. That Two of them I've known since kindergarten. And the rest, we were all friends in high school. And we just still talk and get along. Uh, we're still all very close. So it was like a, it was just a party. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I think often when we're planning our weddings, we think we have to entertain people every single moment of the event, but people just like visiting and catching up. So Right. And, you know, that's not to say I didn't have other entertainment that showed up later, which was Mickey and Minnie. <laughs> ah, the ultimate entertainers. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the other part that they, Mickey and Minnie surprised um, the guests. Uh, no one knew except for my mom and sister and of course, Ian. That was great. That's cool. Did you choose any specific outfits for them? So we went with the boardwalk kind of Dapper Dan look just because, you know, we, we, I had sent over a lot of options that we had kind of picked out and found on Pinterest. And it just turned out that the character integrity team couldn't find them. So it ended up being, I think, very cute option and kind of went with what ended up being more of the whimsical theme for the day because Minnie's got, you know, the, the hearts instead of polka dots. And then uh, Mickey's in the pinstripe with, you know, the the Dapper Dan hat. That's great. Do you have any menu items or cake flavors you can recommend? As far as menu items go, I loved everything we had. I'm on the autoimmune paleo diet because I have an autoimmune disease. It really is a a diet designed to limit or completely remove inflammatory foods. And so that means that there's no grains no nuts, no seeds, no soy, no nightshades, and no dairy. So all of the good things. <laughs> and in my mind, one very important thing to me was I want to be able to eat everything off of my buffet. So when Ian and I and my mom went to our planning session and our uh, tasting, it was great because Chef Merrick from the boardwalk did an amazing job of working with me and getting all of these menu items tailored so that I could have them all except for one entree. So we ended up with a brunch buffet that was, we did the deconstructed strawberry and frisee salad. We did seasonal vegetables with mushroom, zucchini, squash, asparagus, and roasted root vegetable. And then we had a jicama and caramelized pineapple salad with serrano vinaigrette served in bay leaves. And then for entrees, we had grilled mahi-mahi with mango chutney in coconut milk with an orange saffron sauce on the side. And then this was an option I couldn't have, but everybody liked it. Um, the freeform cauliflower lasagna with roasted red peppers, grilled zucchini, yellow squash, and spinach. And then my final item was a steak mofongo. That's interesting. And then what did you do about your cake? So that was one of our least important things that we, we kind of put effort or time into. Just because, you know, Ian's not a huge cake guy. I can't have cakes. So he, during the tasting, um, him and my mom selected the flavor, a sheet cake. And then the flavors were chocolate with raspberry mousse filling. And for me, my planner, Elise, who was just completely amazing and went above and beyond. I sent her a recipe for, it's an autoimmune paleo raspberry cheesecake in quotes. 
and it's made from uh, mostly coconut products and uh, like a date crust with coconut flour. And then there's a coconut cream, like whipped cream that goes on top. So they did their best (laughs) and it just didn't set. So it came out like this sad kind of melty, (laughs) (laughs) um, flat, like deflated dessert, uh, which we still cut, you know, no problem. But I just made sure they didn't serve it. So everybody, you know, the other guests had, you know, our sheet cake. How did it taste? (laughs) It, it, it was, it was okay. But I, I I took it, you can see my face um, as we're in the video where I'm like, Oh, that's interesting. (laughs) Um, You know, and I, I, God bless them though. I'm so appreciative of the fact that the boardwalk you know, staff and were or cast members were actually even willing to try the recipe, right? Um, because you know it's it's outside their wheelhouse, and you know they were they were just really helpful and supportive. So that's great. I wasn't mad at all. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you guys add a dessert party? We did. We ended up having uh, the dessert party at UK Lockside, the best location ever. <laughs> <laughs> It's perfect because, you know, it's set off, it's private, and then you just get the, the best view ever. So we had the Build Your Own Nacho Bar. Mm. Uh, I kept it kind of light. Um, that's, you know, a popular one. And then we did the, the Mickey Bars. Uh, everybody liked that. And we had an open bar uh, for both of our pre, pre-reception, reception, and the evening event. Ended up doing a lot of specialty drinks. The theme was really uh, margaritas. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So at Abracadabra, I forgot to mention this, we had uh, Smoky Scarlet, my cute sign. It was my cat. Her name is Scarlet. And it's really the Conjurita, um, you know, where there's a margarita at Abracadabra that changes colors. So that was fun. And then at the reception, we did a Smoky Mezcal Margarita. And then the evening event, we just did classic house margaritas. Um, and that was perfect. We also, there was kind of a funny side story. The bartender that night, his name was Dennis. And it was a funny joke for my friends and I, because we'd gone for my bachelorette party to Venice Beach and rented a house, um, like eight or nine of us. And someone, like mainly, I have a lot of male friends. So I have one female best friend and then an all guy friend. And they didn't know what to do with a bachelorette party. So it was almost like a birthday party. <laughs> they all bought me gifts. Like someone got me like bath bombs. <laughs> huh. um, this other person, I believe it was my friend Kelsey. She got me this make it rain gun that shoots like fake money out. <laughs> and so there were, we were joking about it because the uh, face on the money is just like this, you know, kind of balding man that you're like what is this (laughs) and so we named him Dennis and then I had brought a bunch of the Dennis's you know to like give them at the dessert party as kind of a joke and so it was kind of it was a fun you know laugh for us that our bartender's name was Dennis so everybody kept paying him in Dennis's you know (laughs) to get drinks yeah (laughs) because I explained the joke to him and he yeah Okay, so can you give my listeners a timeline of how all these events fit together? Certainly. So the hair and makeup, of course, is the earliest thing ever. We ended up starting hair and makeup at 2 a.m. And yeah, so that was that was a fun wake up <laughs> after a nightly nap. And then I was ready by 6 a.m. So Regina came. I was staying with my mom and sister at, over at the uh, Grand Floridian. 
And so Regina came with uh, the videographer, Sky, and we did some, you know, solo shots there, the grand staircase and in front of the chandelier. And then Gary went to the boardwalk and got getting ready photos of Ian and his groomsmen. Uh, and then after that, around 7.15, the Rolls Royce came and picked my mom and I up and brought us directly into Epcot uh, with the first look happening, family photos, and then the ceremony at 9. And then we had our brunch reception. It lasted until around 2.30, around 3 p.m.-ish. We were back in the room and napping. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we met all the guests in the boardwalk and walked to the International Gateway together around 7.30 for the dessert party and the ride mixing. Ooh, where, what did you do for your ride mixing? We did Soren, which was so much fun. That's awesome. So when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? So we focused on photography as number one. You know, Regina was amazing. We ended up uh, booking her for a little over, I think it ended up being around nine hours. And her and, her and Gary are an amazing team to work to it with. And Regina was really like a second wedding planner for me that day because she just kept everything moving and made sure everything was in order. I, I just really enjoyed having her. Videography was our second most important. And then we really wanted to focus on guest experience. You know, with everybody flying down to see us, I wanted to make sure that they got the full Disney experience, you know, in the short amount of time that they had. Cause there were a few guests that only came, you know, to our wedding events and didn't end up enjoying the parks before or after. Okay, got it. So then what were some aspects that were less important to you? You mentioned the cake. Right. So we didn't do a lot with the cake. Also the DJ. We didn't end up doing kind of the dancing, you know, music entertainment. And then I didn't invest a lot in the fancy decor. I, I love I love looking at decor pictures from weddings. For me, it just didn't make sense to invest that money there. I wanted it to go towards other things like the magician, you know, the entertainment, because to me, it was the memories more than anything. Right. So what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? Oh, there were so many. You can pick <laughs> more so than one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, well, the, the, the drive with my mom and the Rolls Royce, we ended up doing the convertible Rolls Royce. Our driver, Doug, was so knowledgeable and it was just such a peaceful ride. You know, that kind of quiet moment where, you know, we could just take it all in. That was really special. And then the first look with Ian, we did that in the UK and it was, it was really fun. It ended up being a little different because some of our guests had already been driven into the park. And so we kind of had this fun, like quiet audience you know, as we got to have our, our first look together. And then during the reception, so uh, Elise um, ended up, she was filling in for Pamela, um, who ended up being our day up planner. And I, you know, didn't expect to see Elise again. And she was just so sweet. And during the reception, she was able to show up. And that was just really, you know, wonderful, wonderful surprise to have her be there. And then the end of the night was kind of the, the coolest thing ever is after the dessert party when we were all walking over to the ride at Soren. There were people leaving the park and they were all cheering and it was just 
it was just kind of a magical moment. That's wonderful. Did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? Yes. So <laughs> I'm full of interesting and funny stories, I know. <laughs> um, the night before the wedding, we had a you know groom's dinner, rehearsal dinner, depending on where you're from, what you call it, at the Edison. And I had to move from the boardwalk, get my dresses over to the Grand Floridian uh, for our night apart. And my parents had everything in their room. And so I went down there and got it on a, a cart. I got the dresses on the cart and, you know, my overnight bag. And I had this small credit card wallet. And so, I'm, you know, my stepdad's pushing it behind me and we're going on the elevator and we hit a bump. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, my God my wallet just went down the elevator shaft. What? <laughs> it is, And I'm like, and my, my stepdad's like, no. He's like, I'm sure it's in there. My mom's like, no, that's not possible. It probably fell in a bag. And I'm like, no, you're, trust me, I saw it go down. It's like, it's a small credit card wallet. It had, you know, my work IDs in there, like important things I'm not able to leave. And I'm like, you guys go ahead. So they're like, no, you're overreacting. We know it's in here. So they called Ian up and, you know, he's so sweet. He thought it was like some sort of surprise and that we were just pranking him. (laughs) But but I was like, no, you actually need to go forward and leave me because I'm going to get hotel management and I need to figure this out. Uh, So I was about an hour and a half late to our rehearsal dinner. Laura from the boardwalk, one of the duty managers, And then Ricky, they stuck with me through the whole thing. And so did my stepdad. And, you know, God bless Disney, they have engineers on site. And so the (laughs) elevator engineers were able to get over. We went down to the bottom floor and, you know, they have three elevators in the guest side, non-DVC side. And so, you know, I was in the middle elevator. They shut that down. We kind of looked under and they're like, we don't see anything. And my stepdad's like, it had to have bounced to the next elevator. So we've now shut down two elevators in the boardwalk. And sure enough, they call down there and it was there. So yeah, it was just a a silly thing to happen. So I always kind of like, you know, hold my breath now and it like clench everything when I walk on the elevators there. That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, but Disney was so helpful. We, you know, they made sure to get us transportation to um, the Disney Springs to the Edison, which they didn't have to do. And uh, the next day when we were um, driving on the boardwalk up to our pre-reception, uh, Laura was out there cheering us on. And so it was, you know, from a bad situation, there was some magic. Aww, <laughs> so that didn't go right. Um, <laughs> uh, and then I'd also say, you know, just, you know, the cake didn't turn out. But like I said, that's not a big deal. Right. And they, they gave it their best shot. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Now, was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand or you were worried about, and then it turned out not to be? So my mom officiated for us again this time. And, you know, she hadn't really taken or had the opportunity because she had so much going on still, you know, with healing leading up to the wedding. So she hadn't sat down and really written, you know, her ceremony out. And I, I was stressed about it a little bit because I didn't know what to expect. And I, you know, I that was kind of my one moment where I, you know, I called Pamela and I was like, I don't know what to expect. And Pamela was so sweet. She just said, you know what? It's going to be perfect no matter what is said. And that was, that was very true. Hmm. That's wonderful. 
Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? Yes, I would have not stayed at a different resort (laughs) the (laughs) night before (laughs) because, you know, I really wanted those photos in front of the chandelier and they they were totally worth it. But, you know, ultimately with the timeline of everything, it was it was added stress that I don't think, you know, is really necessary. So I did the room block. It was our complimentary night, which I really recommend if, you know, brides know they're going to have a certain number of guests offering the room block. Because it's, you know, completely possible to meet the minimum and have that option as like secondary site for you to have your separation the night before. But I would recommend doing it in the same in the same resort or at least ones that are very close to each other. Right. Good tip. Do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples? I do. So, um, I mean, it's kind of the theme is for me is really taking the time to get to know your planners And building a relationship with them. Because one thing I realized is that everything that worked and was magical and all the pixie dust came from the personal relationships that my planners had built with the other cast members at the resorts or at the venues. And you can see how, you know, different resorts have kind of a different reaction to special requests. And I really appreciated that, you know, the boardwalk is so open and accommodating and willing to kind of try different things uh, where not all of them may be willing to do that. Um, And that a lot of the pixie dust came from, you know, the relationships that Pamela and Elise had built. So like I said, get to know your, get to know your planners and build relationships with them. And also your photographers, you spend all day with them and (laughs) you want that to be a magical, memorable experience, but have fun. Don't stress and just believe that you're being taken care of because you are. That's great advice. Well, Brianne, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I think this has been really helpful for anyone who's interested in getting married at Walt Disney World, and I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you so much, Carrie. I really appreciate it. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. <laughs>